Hi, my name is Alad Gross. Welcome to the Alad Pod, an online, uncensored town hall program designed to bring our government back to you. Every episode is a recording of our live show with special guests and questions asked by audience members like you. Missouri absentee voting requires a notary. So today, I've got Jonah Zacks, a high school student who started Motory Connections to help folks find a notary in their area. And Freddie Doss, who knows everything about Missouri and also happens to be a notary. Well, thank you both for coming on. Uh, very excited to have you on the Alad Pod, and this is uh, this is an important conversation: notaries and ballots, and you know, having the right to vote and being able to do so in Missouri. Some states don't require a notary for you to vote, and in some instances in Missouri, you don't need one either. Uh, but we do want to talk about those situations uh, where you do need one, and how you can get one, and how you can also help other folks. So, um, let's do some. Intros first, because I'm very excited to have both of you on. Uh, very excited to see you all, guys. So uh, let's start with uh, Freddie, if you'd like to introduce yourself and tell everybody what you're doing. Well, um, most of you know I'm Freddie Doss. I am from Kirkwood, Missouri. I have been working in politics since uh, 2012, and um, I am currently the communications manager for the city of Kirkwood and a DNC uh, committee member. Great. And you're also a notary today, which is great. Very helpful. I am. Okay. I've been a notary since 2018. Yeah, that's great. All right. And Jonah, let's see. Let's see. His video keeps going out, but we should still have him. You're still here? Yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. Um, that's okay. There we are. And there we go. Okay, great. Um, yeah, I'm Jonah. I'm a high school kid in St. Louis, and I've been growing up in New City. And in response to the COVID-19 pandemic, as many of you guys are going to know, the legislature expanded mail-in and absentee voting, and those are different things. So to help people streamline that process and find notaries, we started a website, me and a couple friends, called Motory Connections. Uh, it's notary, but with an M, because you know, the abbreviation of, of Missouri. Uh, if your spelling's like mine, though, that is M-O-T-A-R-Y connections.org. And that's what I've been doing lately. I met a lot through the campaign. So this is a good experience. Yeah, let me get. I'm gonna get that up on the uh, screen too. It's motoryconnections.org, so everybody can go ahead and see that. And it's a great way for you to connect with notaries in Missouri. So that's a great service, and thank you for doing that. Really appreciate it. Yeah. So uh, good. So we'll be able to get you a whole bunch of resources here too. If you are watching, there's gonna be some links in the descriptions as well. And then as we're answering questions, we'll be able to get you some links in the comments. Uh, MotoryConnections.org, VoteMissouri.org is another one where you can get a whole bunch of links, including two Motory Connections, but other places where you can get uh, help registering to vote, checking your registration. Please make sure to check your registration. Make sure to check your registration. I had a professor who told me whenever he said something three times, it was very important. So make sure to check your registration. Because you need to make sure that you are registered to vote. The deadline to do that in Missouri is October 7th. So please uh, get on that. The sooner that you get on that, the better. So you can do that all from votemissouri.org, too. 
All right, guys. So it's time to talk a little bit about uh, voting and notaries. Um, so there are some instances where you do uh, need to get a notary to vote. Freddie, since you are a notary, could you tell us just in general, for those who might be a little bit less familiar, uh, what a notary is, what a notary does? So um, what a notary does is we are people that essentially certify uh, documents. So whenever a person wants to um, you know, execute a will or maybe um, sign over a piece of property um, or, of course, vote absentee uh, in Missouri, we essentially um, look at a person's identification and we confirm that they are who they say they are before they sign any sort of official document. Typically, it's wills, deeds, um, things like uh, bank statements sometimes need to be notarized when you're transferring assets or um, contracts if you ever accept um Employment and you have to sign a, an employment contract, sometimes those need to be notarized as well. A lot of consultants use notaries whenever they work for school districts. Uh, most city halls will have a notary. They're usually at banks or libraries. So we are basically the people who make sure that the person who signed this document was actually that person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, and so... Uh, when somebody comes to you in need of a, of a service, like a notary service, um, what, what should they bring anything with them? Is there anything that they need to take in order to get those services from you? Yes. Um, in Missouri, notaries can charge up to $5 to notarize any document except when it comes to um, absentee ballots. And they should also bring a current ID, typically with their current address, um, you can also bring um, a photo, and it has to be a photo ID. A photo ID, if the ID doesn't have your current address, you have to bring a piece of mail that you've received within the last 30 days, typically like a utility bill or a bank statement or something like that, mm -hmm. so that we can confirm that your current address as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then uh, at the end of that process, you'll be able to sign right there on the spot with a notary. Uh, one, of the, one of the questions... Um, that has come up. So Missouri passed a uh, mail-in voting uh, uh, legislation because we, we did have mail-in voting and laws. And actually, for those of you who haven't seen or haven't listened to the podcast before, um, we had a couple previous episodes with, with some of the local election clerks. Uh, we just had one on with the folks from Boone County, uh, Brianna Lennon and Shane Scheller from Greene County, um, talking about the changes that were made to mail-in voting to expand it so that more folks could use it. Uh, and in those situations for mail-in ballot, if you are using it, um, you do have to get all those ballots notarized for the mail-in. doesn't mean every one that you mail in has to be notarized, but all the ballots that are called mail-in ballots, yes, I know it's confusing, but all the ballots that are called mail-in ballots do need to have a notary attached. And we'll talk about the differences between those two. Uh, mm -hmm. But unfortunately, when the legislature did pass um, that law, they, unlike with absentee ballots, they did not require that notaries provide those services for free for the mail-in ballot. <laughs> so typically when you um, notarize a ballot – under normal circumstances, mm -hmm. <laughs> you have to do it for free. But with the changes in the law, 
the mail-in ballot option, you can still charge for that. But most people are doing it for free. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody that I've talked to has been doing it for free. Um, and there's actually a list. We'll get you some of those lists too. But again, those are also on votemissouri.org, but a list of folks who have committed to doing it for free all throughout the state. Uh, but most folks are doing it for free that I've heard of. I haven't heard of anybody charging yet. So um, yeah. So Jonah, you've started this website. It's, it's motoryconnections.org. Um, what, what is, what is that website doing right now? If somebody goes on there to use it, what, what can they expect? Yeah. So what they're going to see is an image of all across the state of people. And it's just kind of a thing. Scroll down you're going to see some resources that you can go through. And if you have questions or just confused, want to get informed, all that, I definitely go look at that. What you're really going to want to focus on, though, is the banner across the top of the website. And up there, there's going to be a couple of boxes. And you're going to want to click on the one that applies to you. Probably that's going to be uh, for citizens, I think it says. And you click on that, and that will redirect you to another page with a Google form. That Google form is going to ask for an email address so you can get in touch. It's going to ask for a zip code so that we can figure out where you are in the state. And it's going to ask how you want to be called, what name you want to go by. Fill that out and then you'll be paired with a notary. Our algorithm runs every 60 seconds, give or take. And then every time it does, you get immediately paired with a notary and then automatically wiped out of our system so we don't actually have to store any data, which is convenient these days. No, oh, that's great. So so what folks are inputting into the system, uh, that's just once they're done, their information is gone. You're not saving any of that. Exactly. Wow. That's pretty uh, – that's some, that's some uh, very forward-thinking privacy. Uh, that's pretty great. I appreciate that. Yeah, what made you? What made you think? You know, I, that's a you know one of the shows that I do want to end up doing is going to be on privacy, especially given all the changes in uh, you know what's happening online and basically who's taking all of our data all the time for whatever they want. <laughs> uh, so you know, I wonder, like you know, you, you said you're in high school. Um, you've been doing that. This was something that you start obviously when you set out to do this, this was something that you did early on. You decided you didn't want to save that data. What was, what was the reasoning that you had behind that? It was a couple of things. So the first thing is we're in high school and when you're young in civic spaces, you have to go above and beyond to earn a certain level of trust from people that a lot of times older folks don't have to do. And we wanted to make sure we were doing that. We also said, you know, so much of our society right now and so much of what is compromised about our ability to have a functioning democracy results from people prioritizing mining of data over doing something good. And we said we very deliberately don't want to have anything at the end of this. So we have to hang on to notaries, email addresses. Otherwise, it doesn't work because that's the whole point of the system. But other than that, we want this to be something that is purely for people to vote. And as long as we're doing that, we can save the technology and do something else good with it later. But right now, until November 3rd, we want people to vote and we don't want to get distracted by other stuff. Yeah, that's 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 great. Um, That's really great. 
to, to, to see that. And thank you for the service you're putting out there. I think um, since you did describe it, it might be good for us to show it off to folks. Um, so I'm going to show off a couple of things. Yeah, uh, this will be interesting. We haven't done this for a little bit on the show, but <laughs> we're going to go to a browser. So I'm going to be sharing my screen and hopefully uh, nothing too embarrassing comes up while I do that. But uh, I think one of the first good things is to show uh, what what the ballot looks like. So let's see if this works out. All right. So this is an image of what the ballot ends up looking like. And it's not the ballot itself that's notarized, right, Freddie? That's correct. Um, it's the ballot, ballot envelope that gets notarized. Mm -hmm. So the notary will fill out some information on the uh, ballot envelope, and then they will affix their signature, and then the voter will affix their signature as well. Typically, the information that we put on there is our name, when our commission expires, and uh, we will affix our uh, stamp. So my stamp is a handy-dandy little... Um, like push stamp. Mm -hmm. Some people have the other ones, but this one's super easy. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be, once you get your ballot, you'll fill it out, you'll put it into an envelope and that's where you're going to sign it in front of a notary. Um, yes. And so you'll have on the back, you'll have all these boxes to check and we'll go over those too, but that's going to be, if you need an excuse, uh, you're voting absentee, or if you're sending it by mail, you'll have those boxes there too and then all the other signature requirements too for the notary okay and then if you're looking for the notary we just talked about a couple of different websites so i'll show you vote missouri first uh this is votemissouri.org where you can go and there's a whole bunch of buttons on the top here for you to uh check your registration which is very important you'll want to do that you can register to vote using the online resources from the secretary of state's website uh, you can also find a notary, like we talked about right here, and you can request your absentee or mail-in ballot, and this system actually allows you to do that um, online, which is pretty helpful. So if you click the Find a Notary button, this is going to take you to the Frequently Asked Questions page, and it's going to shoot you all the way down here to How Can I Find a Notary? Well, there's two different places. Uh, one of them is that Secretary of State list I mentioned, so you can click here, and it will take you to uh, this link. Hold up, see if it opens up. Great. And so we'll take you right to the Secretary of State's website, and you can see that they've organized them by county um, and where folks uh, are, their contact information, and you can scroll for quite some time, find your county, and then find those individuals. And the other way to do this, too, is to go to the Motory Connections website, which is what Jonah described. So that's motoryconnections.org. And uh, it's got a whole – I mean, this is a great website – uh, how did you, did you have help building this, Jonah? Yeah, I had a lot of help building this as a matter of fact. Uh, and I'll go into that in a second. If you scroll down really fast, I just want to okay. point out that there is just a little farther down a help box that, uh, we can answer your questions with real people in real time. Every time you fill something out on that box, it goes straight to my inbox. So That's I see great. all of them and you can get those questions answered. I have... Other people working with me, I have a couple of students at my high school who are also good with this. The person who did that graphic is a real close friend of mine who's been working on the project. Mm -hmm. And I've got another friend of mine who works with a couple of nonprofits, including the Federation Fighting Blindness, which is basically where he got to start kind of in this field. And I got a friend of mine who has done all of the technology 
behind this. And the technology behind this is actually a pretty wild story. If I can digress for just a moment. Yeah. It was originally uh, just a, a text that I sent a friend of mine uh, while I was talking to a lot, actually, about this. And it evolved into this guy spending five hours of stretch between his three AP exams on calls with two different comp sci teachers trying to figure out how to make this possible. And I, I had no idea it was going to turn into that, but it did, and he did it, and it was amazing. And then we realized that we can't just have this thing running in the background all the time of any computer that we're actually using for stuff. But we also didn't have the fundraising infrastructure to buy server space or to buy some other computer. So he decided the solution to this was to just build a new machine that I call the creature, named after the monster in Frankenstein, which is built up of three different computers, all running three different versions of Windows Microsoft operating system, and all working together. And it's like the casing is pretty much gone. He's had to 3D print a whole bunch of new components. And it's really been pretty stunning the amount of work he's put into it. But the key is here that it all paid off. And now we have this system where people can find a notary in, inside of two minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a great website. I'm actually signed up on Motory Connections. So as a notary that signed up, uh, we receive an email that has the information of the person who needs a notary so that we can reach out to them directly. And usually it has an email and a phone number. And um, you can just set up a time to meet with the person who needs your notarization services. I've actually gotten three requests um, from Notary Connections. And one of them, I didn't actually need to notarize her ballot because she was over 65. And I told her, you don't need me. You just have to request um, a ballot using option seven on the application for your uh, absentee ballot. Yeah. That's actually, I think that's a good, it's a good little uh, segue into showing what those reasons are and in what situations you will need uh, a notary. So let's go back to um, that shared screen. And so if you go to, um, if you go back to votemissouri.org, I'll start here because this, this system does make it a little bit easier for you to do it. You can actually request um, a uh so there's in order to get an absentee ballot or a mail-in ballot in Missouri, you have to request it. That's step number one. That does not require notary. It requires you to fill out a form in order to do that. When you fill out that form, you're going to see a whole bunch of um, different options for you to select from. So I'm going to show you what that looks like. On this system here, it actually helps you do it electronically. Um, it goes through um, a system called low sign so you will type your email in here so now you all will see my email lovely for me uh, and then it will send you an email uh, and then I will uh, dispense with that a little bit because I've done this already and <laughs> cheated so once you get once you go to your email you'll then be able to sign in and go here and the reason it, it, it needs your email is because it will send you a copy of this to your email address once you are done and you have signed it um, this form, there's a couple of different ones that are out there. Some are exclusive for absentee ballots. Some are exclusive for mail-in ballots. This is one that includes both of those. It actually makes sure that you can only choose one so that you're not making any mistakes. 
you're choosing the reason that makes the most sense for you, and that's how you're applying for your ballot. So you'll fill out all this information here. There's like you know, little required stuff that you need to do. Um, and then for identification purposes, you'll choose your date of birth or you can choose your social security number, the last four digits of it. So once you get down here, now you're going to start seeing all these little check boxes, okay? And these are the reasons that Freddie was just talking about when he mentioned excuse number seven. So uh, for absentee voting, that's this section here, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There are seven different excuses. Uh, for mail-in ballots, there's only one. You don't need an excuse. You just say, I want to vote by mail, and you check that box. So once you check that box, you're done. You go ahead and click and sign, and then you're going to do mail-in balloting. Uh, I recommend, if you can, use one of the excuses from absentee voting because absentee voting gives you an option that mail-in balloting doesn't. For mail-in voting, once you submit this, you submit your request, you get your ballot, you must mail it back in. It has to go through the mail to go back to your your uh, a local election authority to be counted. Uh, so That's if, correct. If, that yes. also includes your ballot as well. Your ballot must also be received by mail. Yeah, your your ballot. Yes, cool. So yeah, your ballot does have to be received by mail. Your request, actually, for mail-in ballots, um, you can bring this in, uh, your request form, um, in person. You can't that's, – but that's it. Like those are the only two ways to do it. You can't email it in. You can't even fax it in. You have to carry it in or you have to mail it in. Uh, the nice thing about the absentee request form is that you can actually email this to your local election authority. And through this website, votemissouri.org, you can actually do it all right there. So it will get you their email addresses, their fax numbers, whatever you want to use, and you can do it right there. You can also do it in person. So, um, But the nice – yeah, the, the, when you do get your ballot, mail-in ballots can only go back in through the mail, which is causing some confusion. Absentee ballots, you can actually hand-deliver those, and you can also vote in person absentee too. So there's a lot more options there. Um, and you can also have a relative of the second degree right. put your ballot in for you. Yes, yes, yes. So there's a lot more flexibility there. And a lot of all of that, so you don't have to memorize any of this stuff. It's all explained on the website, too. So if you do have any questions, definitely go there. Excuse number seven was the one that Freddie was talking about. And so one of those, this is all the ones that are related to COVID-19. So for that one, uh, just being 65 years of age or older, you already qualify. And the two, like if you check this box, the two excuses on here that do not require a notary are excuse number seven, this one for COVID-19, that explains itself right there, and then excuse number two, which is incapacity or confinement due to illness or physical disability. So you pick the one that makes the most sense to you. If you can't pick either excuse seven or excuse number two, then the other ones do require a notary. So those are the situations where you will require a notary. The nice thing about this platform, again, is that if you uh, accidentally say, oh, well, uh, I'm in this category and uh, I'm also uh, employ employed as an election authority or by whatever it is. So you click this one too. It will tell you, now you've checked too many. You can't do that. So it will actually not let you f fill it out until you've corrected and only check one. So another benefit of using this one. But yeah, that's, that's what happens. And then at the end of the day, you get like this image that we just showed you. You'll get a ballot. It will come to your home, 
and uh, that's when you'll fill it out, and that's you'll get your notary for this section here. So that's when you need a notary. It's just once you get that ballot. So, yeah. Fun stuff in Missouri right now. So, yep. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, it has been pretty confusing. So having services like what Jonah has put out there uh, is really great. And, and the other thing I do want to talk about, we did get this question about how can, uh, given how confusing this all has been and given the need for folks to access notaries, uh, I want to volunteer. I want to become a notary. How can I go about doing that? So, Freddie, you have gone through the process already. Jonah, you are currently I'm, going through the process, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm in the middle of it. It's, yeah. it's a good time. Yeah. How's, how's that been going for you so far? Like, where are you at in that process? How long has it taken you so far? Well, the thing with, uh, with the process is that it's not really built for the situation we're in right now. So if you're in the situation where every so often – then you're, you are employed, you need a notary, you have a couple notaries coming through every year. It works fine, right? It's, it's still the Missouri state government, so it's still got problems, but it works. Right now, we have a massive influx of people trying to become notaries, and it's not really built for people who want to become notaries for the express purpose of helping people vote. That's just not what it's there for. So what you still have to do is you read this PDF. It's like a 70-page PDF, which sounds like a lot, but a lot of those pages are example affirmations or something. So it actually comes out to being a lot shorter than it really looks. And so that's a bit of a design flaw, but you can get through it. I believe in you. <laughs> then what you do is you go through what they call a notary training. It's actually pretty short. It is a 30 question quiz. I believe it's 30 questions. And they are, it's, you know, open book, open note and everything because it's the nature of the situation. And you just go through and you can tick off the boxes and you can, if, you, if you're not sure about something, you go back into the book and check. It's pretty easy. You click that. Then in my case, you wait until you turn 18. If you're already 18, great. And you go through and you fill out the paperwork to request the notary. That all happens online. You tick some boxes, you pay the processing fee, and then you wait for them to send you a little sheet of paper that says, congratulations, you're good to go. Then once you do that, you go to your local county authority, whatever that county seat is, and you take the oath of office for notary public, and then you have to get your notary bond and your notary seal, and ideally uh, error and omission insurance, and then you're pretty much good to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I, I noticed that you want to go to your county clerk's office, and there's t- like usually a. Uh, $10 fee when you take your oath of office and you just make sure you bring your, um, sometimes you will get your commission. Sometimes it will be sent to your county clerk. Gotcha. Yeah. I was going to say, um, because I think that was the first time, uh, uh, Jonah, you mentioned it, but that was the first time it was mentioned as a notary public. Um, somebody on Twitter said, if I've heard somebody mention the term notary republic, is that the same thing? And I think they, they probably meant public in that situation. But it is on behalf of the republic. We're trying to get people to vote in this republic, so it's very important. Exactly. Yes. That's so it goes. That's exactly right. So, Freddie, you went, you went through this whole thing. Um, look, I mean, it sounds like there's some fees that are associated with it. It takes some time. Um, you know, what, what's, the, what's the damage at the end of the day? 
So it takes about four to six weeks. Um, you pay a $25 fee to the Secretary of State's office, and then there's usually a small fee to your county clerk's office. I think mine was $10 for St. Louis County. And then you also will have to purchase a $10,000 surety bond. And what that does, it protects the people whose documents you notarize from any um, I, it's like I guess it's like negligence on your part. I recommend to get recommend notaries get error and omission insurance, which protects the notary in case they make a mistake. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, typically, I think it's like ninety seven dollars for the error and omissions insurance for the four year uh, period that you're a notary. And the surety bond is about 50 bucks. And you can usually buy those at most insurance agencies. So you'll spend somewhere around $100 or so just to do everything without the error and omission insurance. Mm -hmm. Then you will also buy a journal of notarial acts, which you use to record documents that you notarize. And then you also purchase your uh, notary stamp. Okay. Wow. And so you said, I mean, there's that four-year period. So is there like a re-upping system for this? Is it? Do you have to go through all of it again, or, or is there some renewal path that's yes. a little bit different? The renewal process is basically applying to be a notary again. You pretend like it's your first time, but you can start the process up to six months before your commission expires. Gotcha. Do you have to go through the testing and everything again, too? I believe so, yes. Well, that's, that's fun. But that's it's okay. Fun. You only have to get eighty percent or higher. Oh, that's good. Great. Oh, so it's it's a uh, it's a little bit harder than the driver's test. <laughs> a little bit. That's kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> when you say that out loud, you know. Uh, let's see. Well, my wife is trolling me on Twitter. I'm not sure if she's got a question other than. Um, I don't know. There's there's quite a bit on here, so we'll try to sort through that. But I'll get I'll get there. Let's see if somebody has a notary question on here. Um, yeah, someone does. Okay, so someone uh, has applied to vote by mail. Uh, by now, see that in-person absentee voting is available near me. Can I do in-person absentee instead? And if so, do I need to notify the county election board? Getting a notary seems like just as much work, but I suppose that is why I am here. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Yeah, if, if you've applied to vote by mail already... Um, that's okay. As long as you haven't voted already, uh, that's you're okay. Like you can you can come on and you don't have to vote. So here's what you want to do: if you've applied to vote, you've you've sent in your application for some kind of a ballot. Wait when you get it. When it comes to you and you're like, I don't want to send this in. I don't trust the mail for some reason, or I am too close to the date. That's a very good reason. Uh, do not at that point go. And you can go surrender to your local your election ballot. authority, yes, and surrender your ballot. Exactly right. So you'll want to do that. I've been telling folks who um, come to me to notarize their ballots that you probably want to send it in before October 26th to give it enough time to reach your election authority. Yeah. Yes. The other thing is, if you still, let's say you decide, oh, I didn't make it to vote absentee, but you still received your ballot, you can take your ballot to your polling place on election day and surrender it there to vote in person as well. Yep. Yep. Just 
bring it with you. If you have it, you haven't voted yet, it's election day, or you just want to vote absentee in person now, that's okay too. Just bring it with you, and they'll take care of everything. That makes it easy. So, and I yeah, believe sure you can good. vote absentee in person up through November 2nd. Yes, that's right. Yeah, because then, then you'll be an election day on November 3rd. <laughs> so, yeah, that's right. You can – so the other deadline, October 7th is the deadline to register. October 21st is the deadline to request your absentee or mail-in ballot. Uh, obviously, you don't want to get that close because, like Freddie's saying, his recommendation is the 26th. I very much agree with that. We've had several of the election authorities come on and suggest you want to do this as soon as possible. So if you are procrastinating, you get closer, you can still go in person to vote absentee. And if you do have that ballot in your hand and you do not want to put it in the mail because of the timing and everything, um, that's okay too. So go ahead and you and, – and if you do have any questions, especially about your – What's happening around you? Uh, I have called several clerks throughout the state, and they have been very helpful. So call your local election authority. All of that contact information is also available on votemissouri.org. But if you need any help, reach out, and we'll make sure you get to the right people too. So. And I do have one comment on registering to vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hard deadline is October 7th, but your registration has to be postmarked by October 7th. So it can be received by your election authority after, as long as it's postmarked by October 7th. Um, Also, when you submit a voter registration card, you will have to include a copy of your photo ID uh, with your registration, or you can visit, typically most city halls will have them, and um, I know the League of Women Voters has them, an official that's been deputized by your county board of elections. Um, they should have a stack of voter registration cards. And instead of having to send a copy of your ID in with your registration, what they'll do uh, is sign the bottom of your voter registration card and attest that you are who you say you are. I've checked your uh, photo ID. And then they can send it off without having to submit that copy of your Uh, photo ID. That's one of the things that I do every year. I go to the St. Louis County Board of Elections and I go through, I think it's like a one and a half hour training that um, teaches you how to collect voter registrations Mm -hmm. and all the rules around how to do that. And then you become deputized so that I can collect voter registration cards and check the person's ID, sign at the bottom, and then I can send it in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the upshot basically is if you're planning to be in your living room when you vote, you should be doing that now. Be registered, be requesting the ballot, yes. everything. Like That is correct. <laughs> Do it now. Do it now. Yeah. Get a little Arnold Schwarzenegger movie while you're watching it and maybe he'll get you excited. Exactly. Too. Yeah, right? And frankly, I mean, you can – right? like I like to have a cup of coffee while I do this stuff. It's oh. – it's very much. I mean, just, an espresso. It's great. It's a good time. That's good. As long as you don't spill it, you know, over everything. Uh, it's, yes, it's wonderful. That's, that's so, you know, yeah. <laughs> Make sure it's all good. That's uh, true. Did have um, uh, another question about uh, the absentee column. So when you are choosing those excuses, uh, we've had some of the clerks on as well. The operative language there is: What do you expect to be true? on election day at the time that you are selecting your excuse. So if you expect to be out of town at the time that you're checking that box, 
um, or you expect to be confined due to you caring for somebody else, whatever that might be, whichever excuse you're choosing, um, that's that's the standard. That's that's what you're you're judged by, um, and then that's what you can choose. If it comes to be that you're actually in town on election day, it does not mean that your absentee ballot gets thrown out uh, at all. It means that if, as long as you expected at the time that you applied and you voted, you're, you're okay. Um, and as our uh, local election authorities, actually uh, Shane Scheller uh, in Greene County said, um, he's not the biggest fan of the excuses. He thinks that there should be no excuses. Um, and a lot of folks do agree on, it seems like on both sides of the spectrum there, political spectrum. But uh, yeah, his his reason was because, and I agree with this. He did not want the government to know it's none of your business. It's none of sure. the government's business. And he also said, I mean, we can't enforce any of this. We can't actually go looking. We don't have an investigative unit anyway. So what is the point, really? And uh, you know, I think that's that was a very good point that he made. But yeah, you can watch his episode up. It's still uh, up there with him and Brianna Lennon, who's another wonderful. Uh, election clerk. She's in Boone County. So, yeah. Uh, but that's 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 the operative language there when you're selecting that one. Oh, this is a good question for you, too. Uh, do you have to fill the ballot out in the presence of the notary or just sign the envelope in the presence of the notary? Yes, you do have to sign the envelope in the presence of a notary. You cannot come to uh, visit me with your um, envelope already signed. Yeah, and do not, you don't need the ballot though, right? The ballot doesn't have to come to you, uh, just the envelope. Just the envelope. Yeah, I mean, obviously you gotta put the thing in the envelope, but other than that. <laughs> yeah, but there's no, there's no reason that you have to share who you're voting for, what you're voting on, anything with your notary. Uh, it's just that that privacy still exists. It's just that envelope. So you, you vote, vote, put it in the envelope, and then don't sign it. Take it to your notary and then do everything from there. Correct. Most people show up to me and they've got their ballot in there already. I don't even look at it. I just handle the outside of the envelope. Yeah. Uh, one of the – so there's, there's a few reasons for why these things get – uh, rejected. The number one is because it came in too late. Uh, the other one is you didn't get a notary when you had to. Um, and uh, the other one, which was really interesting, is that you did get a notary, but you didn't sign it. So don't go through all the hard steps to then forget to sign the darn thing before you send it in. Uh, so make sure, make sure you sign it too. You have to sign it as well. Correct. Yeah. No, that's great. Um, Yes, and if you do go in person, this is a good point. If you are voting in person, please make sure uh, that you're doing it safely. You're wearing a mask, everything else. Uh, there's also other options for your local election authorities, depending on where you are. So uh, some might have curbside voting. Some have, uh, if you do, for example, if you do have or are in quarantine or you came down with COVID-19 and you were expecting to go vote, now you're like, what do I do? Do not go to the polls. If you're under quarantine, do not go anywhere, really. If you're under quarantine, that's the whole point. Please stay home and don't give it to everybody else. Uh, but call your local election authority. And there have been multiple occasions already this past primary season where uh, they have sent teams to go and get that ballot, which is just amazing that they do that. But um, 
they're very dedicated to making sure that folks can vote in Missouri. So and I want to offer my hat tip to the St. Louis County Board of Elections mm-hmm. because my experience in the primary elections this August was outstanding. All of the poll workers had masks on. They were collecting pens after each person used them and sanitizing them. They also had curbside voting. It was smooth and incredible. And even some of the poll workers recognized me. (laughs) (laughs) That's always fun. Yeah. Um, But St. Louis County has made voting very easy, whether you do it before Election Day, whether you do it absentee, or if you do it on the day of the election. The line moved quickly. And what's crazy is at my polling place, the line went through the library and was outside wrapped around the building. Only took me 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's another thing. The lines, if you are going in person too, um, the lines might look long. And they will look longer this year because folks are being uh, – they are socially distancing, physically distancing. But they, they are, are separated. So the lines look a lot longer than they actually are this year. Uh, so just be aware of that. Um, that just, that's going to happen. So whether you're going and you're doing that absentee on a very busy day or you are going to the polls, um, expect them to look longer, but they're not necessarily longer. Um, right. So keep, keep that in mind, too, and stay safe and do that. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, some of these folks, they're working hard. I know there have been some issues with the rollout so far with absentee voting, and I've been tracking a lot of that. So uh, in a couple counties, uh, they sent out uh, ballots that had the wrong language on that. That has been corrected. Um, some did not get their absentee ballots in time from the, the printer. Uh, and so those have been corrected as far as we can tell. If you do have any issues, um, you know, let us know. I'm around, so you can always contact if you're watching on the page or my email or you got my text number now too, so you can use that as well. But uh, if you do have any issues, let us know. We can get you to the right folks. But there are uh, hotlines out there. There's actually a national hotline, um, which is 866-OUR-VOTE. And so that's one that you can call as well for some help. Um, Yeah, but there's there's resources out there. So if you do see anything, um, make sure to report it. Yeah. there was something on here. Yeah, we did. Wait, we did have a question. Oh, I knew I was good. I was like, there's something on here. We got to do it. Uh, judges. I keep getting this question about judges and what do I do? Because I'm seeing them. People are getting their ballots now and they're asking, what in the world do I do about these judges and who I'm voting for? Uh, in many situations, if you don't really know who the folks are, um, you know, there's no shame in, in, in skipping that stuff. Uh, that's okay. If you would like to research it, which I highly recommend, I think you should, um, there is a website. I can put that in the link in the comments and everything too, but there's a website that, uh, the Missouri bar has, and it's got a whole bunch of recommendations, uh, and it's got evaluations from folks who have been in front of those judges from peers and also from jurors in many situations too. So, uh, if you do have some questions, find some lawyer friends, ask them. If you don't have any, check out that website, ask me. I'm happy to talk to you about them too. Uh, but that website's what I use. Voters also publishes, um, some information about judges as well. Oh, that's great. I didn't know that's the League of women voters. Yep. Oh, great. Yeah. So we can get all those links up there too. Um, but that's really wonderful. League of women voters does a great job with all their voting resources. So that's really great. Um, Let's see if we've got some more questions that have come in. Because uh, we've covered quite a bit. This has been pretty good. 
trying to see if there's anything really hot and pressing out there. I think bottom line is really important so that folks aren't really too worried about how this process goes. There's a lot of security in the process. There are a lot of checks. So for those who are worried, oh, this is, I mean, it's a very polarizing time in America right now. Uh, A lot of partisanship. But in, in all of these instances, when it goes to your local election authority, there are bipartisan teams of folks who are looking at that. So it's not just one side or the other, it's both. Um, and uh, actually, in, in our conversation before, very, most often those folks deal with it uh, themselves and they don't need to have some kind of a tiebreaker or go to the clerk or something else. So, um, you know, folks who are uh, want to make sure that this works. So, uh, yeah, process. All yeah. ballots are signed by a Republican and Democrat right. official, and they also check to verify that the signature on your ballot matches the signature on file with the county board of elections yeah 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 exactly yeah and it's it's i couldn't believe this but you know you you, because folks are like well my signature changes over time and certainly freddie's see that my signature is terrible like it's awful it is the worst thing in the world and it, it does change i mean i just like scribble on the thing and whatever comes out is what comes out but uh, you know, I was mentioning this because I had some questions from folks who are like, I don't, uh, you know, I don't trust it. They're not going to see my sit. They're going to disqualify me because it's different. And sometimes, you know, something might happen uh, that you know you need to you need to go update it. And you can you update that one. You can call your local election authority to see how they want to do it. But that's really through a new registration form where you're just putting your signature on it. They keep all of those things that you've signed. All of them. And then they have a book and, and it's 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 like on you know this online platform system. Oh, I think we might have lost Jonah there. Might have lost everybody there. I don't know. That's okay. They'll come back. But when they do, uh, they have a whole book of um, of of those signatures so that they're comparing them over time and they're able to really tell if there have been changes. So um, that's been uh, it's, it's just very interesting how they're able to do that. And so a lot of the signature analysis can be done using computers and using, uh, you know, really the history of you signing those documents before. So um, pretty interesting stuff. We're certainly in a, a, a new time of, of security. So for a lot of folks who are questioning the security of these elections and all that, um, they're not exactly well-placed. So, um there might be a few high-profile people doing that in the country right now, but maybe they'll stop at some point. Anyway, in Missouri, uh, our mail-in system is actually uh, not. You'll hear hear like conversations about mail-in voting, and it is different depending on what state you're talking about. In some states, um, they've been doing mail-in voting for much longer, and that's been the the primary way that people are voting. They'll have drop boxes where you can drop things in. Uh, ours is pretty different. We do have that notary requirement as well that Freddie and Jonah both spoke about that we hope we can get you some help on too with those resources. Um, and then uh, the signature analysis is really one of the uh, the more important ways of, of making sure that it is secure. So, yeah, those are... Those are the big ones, but I do want to make I want to make it very clear that that the voting process, while it is pretty 
confusing in Missouri isn't super complicated, isn't super hard so that you can do it. One, if you need to vote absentee, sometimes the easiest way is to just call your local election authority or go in in person, and you can vote absentee in person. That means you don't have to go find a notary because they've got them right there. They're right there with you. Uh, But you don't have to go find one. You just vote absentee. You can pick one of the excuses, and then you're good to go. Um, If you have your absentee ballot, that's the one that you should. You chose one of those excuses. Then you can also go and bring that into your local election authority once you're done with it, uh, once you've gotten it notarized. And actually, you can just bring it into them too anyway before that. But if you do want to deliver, that's okay too. Uh, if you're doing a mail-in ballot, and that means you don't have an excuse, you can't use one of those, but you still want to do it by mail, make sure to get that process going right now. It's very important for you to be doing that. So um, get to going on this process. So I do want to encourage you again, please, if you have any questions, go ahead, put those in the comments. Uh, We'll come back to those and answer those too. But Vote Missouri, and let me see if I've got that website I can put up for you. VoteMissouri.org is uh, a great resource that's out there right now. A lot of volunteers and I helped build that website so that it does have links to just about everything that you need, including your registration. So I want you to guarantee, to promise me that before the end of today, if you're watching right now or if you're listening right now, whatever you're doing, go check your registration to make sure you're registered to vote. You do not want to get to the polling place on the day of and find out that you cannot register. You cannot vote because you you can't register either because we don't have same-day registration in Missouri, which is another thing we probably need to work on as well. Uh, But if you do not register by the 7th of October, you cannot vote. So make sure that you are registered. Make sure to check your registration if you think you are, and uh, that way you won't have a problem. All right, let me see if we've got any more questions or if I can answer Tasha's because she's put a lot. Okay, Tasha's got a lot on Twitter. Uh, Lots of questions for Freddie. Freddie's off the show. Freddie fell off. I think he knew that this moment was going to come, and he didn't want to cause any problems. Uh, lots of wonderful, lovely questions. You know, my wife is my number one troll. Did you all know that on Twitter? It's just, it's just great. So that's a really good time. Uh, anyway, I'll answer some of these on Twitter if you've got some more time. But, uh, one of them that she does propose, and hopefully, uh, we will get Freddie back on, is, uh, she has pitched an idea for some of these podcast shows to be a Freddy After Dark special uh, starring Freddy and all of his, uh, uh, I guess, political thoughts. He's got a lot of thoughts about uh, great television shows, too. Freddy's just great. If you don't follow Freddy right now, he's also got a, uh, a wonderful Facebook page out there and a Twitter account, so uh, we can put links to him and everything else there, too. But, um, yeah, pretty great. I also want to give a shout-out before we're done here. Uh, our first Twitch viewer... We had today. Very exciting. We're on a lot of platforms, as you all know. But uh, Riley uh, drove all the way from Kansas City to St. Louis to watch us on Twitch. I just want to say thank you, Riley. It really means a lot that you you did that um, because you, you didn't need to. You didn't need to drive at all. You could have just watched from, from home. But no, I really do appreciate it. And uh, Uh, Thank you all for watching. If you do have any questions, go ahead and put those in there. We'll get those answered. I know there's a lot of questions about voting right now. And so we'll try to do a few more of these too. Um, And then hopefully we'll have Jonah and uh, 
Freddie back on at some point too when they're not falling off Skype or maybe I fell off. I don't know. Somebody fell off and you're still with me, so that's great. But if you do have any, please seriously let me know. Check out that website, votemissouri.org, and if there's anything you need, you can always find us at, oh, it's my favorite, live. Thank you all for coming. Thanks for joining us on the Alad Pod. You can participate in future town halls and see all of our past ones at alodgross.live. You can reach me there too, and I'd love to hear your ideas. For now, this is Alad Gross, and I'll see you on the next Alad Pod.